for not slipping my wings, for for letting me to fly and achieve my goal. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! The committee has decided that the Nobel Peace Prize for 2014 is to be awarded to Kailash Satyarthi and Malala Yousafzai for their struggle against suppression of young people and children and children's right to education. Children must go to school, not be financially exploited. In the poor countries of the world, 60% of the population is under 20 year, 25 years of age. It is a prerequisite for peaceful global development that the rights of children and young people be respected. In conflict-ridden areas in particular, the violence of children leads to the continuation of violence from generation to generation. Showing great personal courage, Kairaj Satyarthi, maintaining Gandhi's tradition, has headed various forms of protests and demonstrations, all peaceful, focusing on the grave exploitation of children for financial gain. He has contributed to the development of important international conventions on children's rights. Despite her youth, Malala Yousafzai has already fought for several years for the right of girls to education and has shown by example that children and young people too can contribute to improving their own situations. This she has done under the most dangerous circumstances. Through her heroic struggle, she has become a leading spokesperson for girls' rights to education. The Nobel Committee regards it as an important point for a Hindu and a Muslim, an Indian and a Pakistani, to join in a common struggle for education and against extremism. Many other individuals and institutions in the international community have also contributed. It has been calculated that there are 168 million child laborers around the world today. In year 2000, the figure was 78 million higher. The world has come closer to the goal of eliminating child labor. The struggle against suppression and for the rights of children and young people contributes to the realization of the fraternity between nations that Alfred Nobel mentions in his will as one of the criteria for the Nobel Peace Prize. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we're taking a brief moment to reflect upon this announcement for any glint to see if it would brighten the journey we're on 
or blind us from the path up ahead. But first, who is Kailash Satyarthi? Who is Malala Yousafzai? I am Neville. You are on the journey. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Born in 1954 in India, son of a police officer, Kailash Sartyati studied electrical engineering. But ever since his first day of school, six years old, he remained haunted by the fact that all the children his age were being stripped of the opportunity for a viable education and forced into labor. They worked for a pittance to feed their desperate families or were taken into labor for debt owed by their parents, or kidnapped, or cajoled, or frightened into labor. Mr. Sartiarty found no way around this truth. This is wrong, he believed. Way, way wrong. He decided to do something about it. He stood up against child labor. He raided the labor camps, released the children, and gave them an opportunity for an education. Over the years, despite the danger, despite the threat in his life and upon his family, he founded several organizations, including what might be called Save the Child Movement, and a program called Rugmark, or Goodweave International, that is more commonly known. His work is by no means done, but now Mr. Kailash Satyarthi is a Nobel laureate. Who is Malala? That's what the Taliban gunman who jumped onto a crowded bus shouted before firing a bullet into Malala Yousafzai's head. She was 15, an outspoken activist standing up for the right of girls to be educated. That's her crime. And ever since, as one writer puts it, She is on a journey straddling the perilous fault lines of culture, politics, and religion. Who is Malala? Here she is. Dear friends, on the 9th of October 2012, the Taliban shot me on the left side of my forehead. They shot my friends too. They thought that the bullet would silence us, but they failed. And out of that silence came thousands of voices. The terrorists thought that they would change my aims and stop my ambitions, but nothing changed in my life except this. Weakness, fear, and hopelessness died Strength, power, and courage was born. (laughs) 
the same. My hopes are the same. And my dreams are the same. Dear sisters and brothers, I'm not against anyone. Neither am I here to speak in terms of personal revenge against the Taliban or any other terrorist group. I'm here to speak up for the right of education of every child. I want education for the sons and daughters of the Taliban and all the terrorists and extremists. I do not even hate the Talib who shot me. Even if there is a gun in my hand and he stands in front of me, I would not shoot him. This is the compassion that I have learned from Muhammad, the prophet of mercy, and Jesus Christ and Lord Buddha. This is the legacy of change that I have inherited from Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, and Muhammad Ali Jinnah. This is... This is the philosophy of non-violence that I have learned from Gandhiji, Bacha Khan, and Mother Teresa. And this is the forgiveness that I have learned from my father and from my mother. And this is what my soul is telling me. Be peaceful and love everyone. Today, I'm focusing on women's rights and girls' education because they are suffering the most. There was a time when women social activists asked men to stand up for their rights, but this time we will do it by ourselves. away from speaking for women's rights, rather I'm focusing on women to be independent, to fight for themselves. So dear sisters and brothers, now it's time to speak up. So today we call upon the world leaders to change their strategic policies in favor of peace and prosperity. We call upon the world leaders that all the peace deals must protect women's and children's rights. A deal that goes against the rights of women is unacceptable. We call upon all governments to ensure free compulsory education all over the world for every child. We call upon all the governments to fight against terrorism and violence, to protect children from brutality and harm. We call upon the developed nations 
to support the expansion of educational opportunities for girls in the developing world. We call upon all the communities to be tolerant, to reject prejudice based on caste, creed, sect, color, religion, or gender, to ensure freedom and equality for women so that they can flourish. We cannot all succeed when half of us are held back. We call upon our sisters around the world to be brave, to embrace the strength within themselves and realize their full potential. Dear brothers and sisters, we want schools and education for every child's bright future. We will continue our journey to our destination of peace and education. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change through our voice. We believe in the power and the strength of our words. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together, united for the cause of education. And if we want to achieve our goal, then let us empower ourselves with the weapon of knowledge. And let us shield ourselves with unity and togetherness. Dear brothers and sisters, we must not forget that millions of people are suffering from poverty, injustice, and ignorance. We must not forget that millions of children are out of their schools. We must not forget that our sisters and brothers are waiting for a bright, peaceful future. So let us wage. So let us wage a global struggle against illiteracy, poverty, and terrorism. Let us pick up. Let us pick up our books and our pens. They are our most powerful weapons. One child, one teacher, one book, and one pen can change the world. Education is the only solution. Education first. Thank you. That is Malala Yousafzai, the youngest recipient of a Nobel Peace Prize and the first for a Pakistani. For me, this is a very valuable reflection, but what are you thinking?
here's what Mr. Kaila Shatyarati said on hearing the news that he had won the Nobel Peace Prize, the seventh Indian to have done so. Uh, it's not just an honor for me, it's an honor for all those who are fighting against child labor globally. Uh, I may not be knowing them, but there are many people who are sacrificing their time and their life for the cause of child rights. And I would like to thank and congratulate all of them because it's symbolic for me. Malala was in school when she got the news. Later, she addressed us. I'm feeling honored that I'm being chosen as a Nobel laureate and I have been honored with this, this precious award to the Nobel Peace Prize. And I'm proud that I'm the first Pakistani and the first young woman or the first young person who is getting this award. It's a great honor for me. And I'm also really happy that I'm sharing this award with a person, with a person from India whose name is Kailash Satyarati. And his great work for child rights, his great work against, against child slavery totally inspires me. And I'm really happy that there are so many people who are working for children's rights and I'm not alone. And he totally deserved this award. So I'm feeling honored that I'm sharing this award with him. He received this award and we both are the two uh, Nobel Award receivers. One is from Pakistan, one is from India. One believes in Hinduism, one strongly believes in uh, Islam. And it gives a message to people. It gives a message to people of love between Pakistan and India and between, between different religions. And we both support each other. It does not matter what's the color of your skin, what language do you speak, what religion you believe in. It is that we should all consider each other as human beings and we should respect each other. And we should all fight for our rights, for the rights of children, for the rights of women, and for the rights of every human being. First of all, I'd like to thank my family, uh, my dear father, my dear mother, for their love, for their support. Um, as my father always say, he did not give me something extra, but what he did that he did not clip my wings. So I'm thankful to my father for not clipping my wings, for, for letting me to fly and achieve my goals, for showing to the world that a girl is not supposed to be the, the slave. A girl has the power to go forward in her life. And she's not only a mother, she's not only a sister, she's not only a, a wife, but a girl has the, she should have an identity, she should be recognized, and she has equal rights as a boy. Even though my brother thinks that they are treated, um, uh, that. I'm treated very well and they're not treated very well, but that's fine if it comes, if it's that, but that's fine. Um, well, I would like to share with you how I found about the Nobel Peace Prize and um, it's quite ex uh, exciting because I was in my chemistry um, class and we were studying about electrolysis, anode, cathode, and uh, the time was, I think, 10.15. So the time of the announcement of the Nobel Peace Prize was gone. And before that, I was not expecting that I would get this award. And um, when it went to like 10:15, I was totally sure that I haven't won it. But then suddenly, one of my teachers came to the class and uh, she called me and she said, "I have something important to tell you." And I was totally surprised when she told me that, "Congratulations, you have won the Nobel Peace Prize, and you are sharing it with a with a great person who is also working for children's rights." And I. 
it's sometimes quite difficult to express your feelings, but I felt really honored. Um, I felt more powerful and more courageous because this award is not just a piece of metal or a medal that you would wear or an award that you would keep in your room, but this is really an encouragement for me to go forward and to believe in myself, to know that there are people who are supporting me in this campaign. And we are standing together. We all want to make sure that every child gets quality education. So this is really, uh, this is really something, something great for me. Um, however, uh, when I found that um, I have won the Nobel Peace Prize, I decided that I would not leave my school. Rather, I would finish my school time. I, would, I went to the physics lesson. I learned. I went to the English lessons. And it was totally like a, I considered it as a normal day. And I was really happy by the response of my teachers and my fellow students. They were all saying that we are proud of you. And um, I'm really thankful to my school, to my teachers, to my uh, school fellows for their love, for their support. And they really encouraged me and they are supporting me. So I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, even though um, it's not going to help me in my tests and exams, because it totally depends on my hard work. But uh, still, uh, I'm really happy that they are supporting me. Um, I, have got, I have received this award, but this is not the end. This is not the end. This is not the end of this campaign which I have started. I think this is really the beginning. And I want to see every child going to school. There are still 57 million children who have not received education, who are still out of the primary schools, and I want to see every child going to school and, get, and get, getting education because I have, I have myself suffered through the same situation when I was in Swat Valley. And you all may know that um, in Swat there was Talibanization, and because of that, no girl was allowed to go to school. At that time, I stood up for my rights and I said that I will speak up. I did not wait for someone else. I did not wait for someone else. I had really two options. One was not to speak and wait to be killed. And the, second wo and the second was to speak up and then be killed. And I chose the second one because at that time there was terrorism. Women were not allowed to go outside of their houses. Girls' education was totally bad. People were killed. At that time, I needed to raise my voice because I wanted to go back to school. I was also one of those girls who could not get education. I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn and be who, who, who I can be in my future. And I also had dreams. I also had dreams like a normal child has. I wanted to become a, a doctor at that time. Now I want to become a politician, um, a good politician. Um, and when I heard that I cannot go to school, I just for a second thought that I would never able to become a doctor or I would never able to be who I want to be in future. And my life would be just getting married at the age of 13 or 14, not going to school, not becoming who I really can be. So I decided that, that I will speak up. So through my story, I want to tell other children all around the world that they should stand up for their rights. They should not wait for someone else. And their voices are more powerful. Their voices, it would seem that they are weak. But at the time when no one speaks, your voice gets so louder that everyone has to listen to it. Everyone has to hear it. So it's my message to children all around the world that they should stand up for their rights. And the award that I have received, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize, I believe that the Nobel Committee, they, they haven't given it just to me. But this award is for all those children who are voiceless, whose voices need to be heard. 
and I speak for them, and I stand up with them, and I join them in their campaign that their voices should be heard, and they should be listened, and they have rights. They have rights. They have the right to receive quality education. They have the right not to suffer from child labor, not to suffer from child trafficking. They have the right to live a happy life. So I stand up all with all those children, and this award is especially for them. It gives them courage. At the end, um, I would like to share with you that I had a phone call with um, with uh, Honorable Kailash. Um, I cannot pronounce his um, uh, surname like accurately, so um, please, um, I just ask for forgiveness for that. I would just call him Kailash if he wouldn't mind. So I had a phone call with him uh, right now, and um, we both talked that how important it is that every child goes to school and every child gets quality education, and how many issues are there that the children are suffering but are not yet highlighted. So we both decided we both decided that we will work together for this cause that every child gets quality education and do not suffer from these issues. Other than that, we also decided that as he is from India and I am from Pakistan, we will try to build strong relationships between India and Pakistan. And nowadays you know that there is tension on the border and um, the situation is getting, um, it's not like, as we are expecting, we want Pakistan and India to have good relationships and um, the tension that is going on is really disappointing and I'm really sad because I want both the countries to have dialogue, to have talks about peace and to, to think about progress, to think about development rather than fighting with each other. It's important that both the countries focus more on education, focus more on development and progress, which is good for both of them. So we both decided that, um, I requested him that would it be possible that he request uh, his Honorable Prime Minister, Prime Minister Narendra Modi to join us uh, when we receive the Nobel Peace Prize in December. And I promised him that I would also request the Honorable Prime Minister of Pakistan, um, Nawaz Sharif, to join us when I get and he gets the Nobel Peace Prize. So, and I myself request the Honorable uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Honorable Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif that they both join us when we receive the Nobel Peace Prize. I really believe in peace, I really believe in tolerance and patience, and it is very important for the progress of both the countries that they have peace and they have good relationships. This is how they are going to achieve success and this is how they are going to, uh, they are going to progress. So it is my humble request and I hope it would be hard, it would be listened. Uh, at the end, um, I want to say that I am really happy for your support. Um, I, I used to say that uh, I think I do not deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. I still believe that, uh, but I believe that it is not only an award for what I've done, but it is also an encouragement for giving me hope, for giving me the courage to go and continue this campaign, to believe in myself and to know that I'm not alone. There are hundreds and thousands and millions who are supporting me. So once again, thank you so much to all of you. Thank you. On Clipped Wings, Malala is 17 and honored. However, as you no doubt know, not everyone is as excited. 
in representing one community in Pakistan. One person said, it's all Malala, Malala, Malala. There are hundreds of people who have sacrificed everything and lost everything. No one has given them anything. And you probably heard that many people feel that she's a puppet of the West or uh, there are lots of conspiracy theories. Here is one editor from Pakistan expressing his view. She is a girl, a normal, useless type of a girl. That's it. Whatever she says or she has written or something has attributed to her, it's the craftsmanship of her father or some hired professional writers. She is nothing special. Hmm. Now, what do you think? When questions like these were once put to Malala, this is what she said. I do not agree with what you have to say. But I will defend to the death your right to say it. You are on the journey, and it's time for our question of the week. For the question of the week, first, who stands out to you as the beacon of justice and peace, of freedom and human rights? Now, as a person of peace, what is required of you when standing before the relentless warrior? Who stands out to you as the beacon of justice and peace, of freedom and human rights? And as a person of peace, what is required of you when standing before the relentless warrior? The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. We call upon our sisters around the world to be brave, to embrace the strength within themselves, and realize their full potential. Dear brothers and sisters, we want schools and education for every child's bright future. We will continue our journey to our destination of peace and education. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change through our voice. We believe in the power and the strength of our words. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together, united for the cause of education. And if we want to achieve our goal, then let us empower ourselves with the weapon of knowledge and let us shield ourselves with unity and togetherness. See you next week.